0: This week on Hyperspace Broadcast, He-Man fights a villain whose power is that he smells like farts. Yes, really. everyone, welcome to another episode of Hyperspace Broadcast, a show where two real friends dig through Toonami's back catalog and try to determine what's worth revisiting, uh, if anything. I'm Michael Doak. I'm Peter Eby. And this week we're continuing our coverage of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe with episodes 14 through 26 finishing season 1. Uh, season 1, well, more accurately, uh, this block of episodes, much like our last block of episodes, doesn't have much in the way of an overarching plot. Uh, it's mostly episodic stuff, but there are a few things that are either hinting towards stuff that I, I, I assume will happen in the future. I guess I don't really yeah. know, <laughs> but knowing that at some point someone decided that it should be called Masters of the Universe versus the Snake Men instead of He-Man <laughs> and the Masters of the Universe, I'm guessing that some of this is a call forward Uh, And then the final two episodes are like a two-parter that actually ends on a cliffhanger, somewhat annoyingly. Uh, So I'll just go over basically the call-forward stuff and then what those two episodes contain. Uh, So basically, the first thing is the Snake Men, which are actually introduced here. Uh, Before He-Man's time, there was like a race of snake people who threatened to conquer all of Eternia. They were stopped by the elders and this monk guy named Zodak and uh, sealed in a void beneath Snake Mountain, which is uh, now where Skeletor has his base. So in one episode, a captive named Cobra Khan, that is, of course, spelled with K, uh, temporarily <laughs> allies himself with Skeletor. And he's just trying to release all the other Snake Men so they can conquer Eternia and... Uh, he manages to open the void and get out one dude general rattler who is a rattlesnake of course uh yes and then uh he-man and zodak reseal the void and rattler and cobra khan escape rattler declaring that the snake men will rise again and conquer Eternia. so you know
1: that's fun uh and of course uh <laughs> cobra khan, like- sounds exactly like starscream he and- really
0: there's like two new villains in this uh yeah. block that sound a lot like starscream cobra khan definitely more so but
1: <laughs> or cobra commander of course but like you yeah know, right, he acts, right he definitely does like a starscream thing where he's like yeah i'm on your side skeletal yeah yeah <laughs> totally totally <laughs> he
0: he's very much a uh he's very much a duplicitous villain so yeah the the second major thing is the final two-parter which is called the council of evil part one and two uh, In this, Skeletor's minions are all captured by the masters of the universe, and so Man-at-Arms is like, all right, well, uh, I guess I can clap the dust off my hands now. Yeah. The, the Skeletor's forces are defeated, so everyone just kind of chill out
1: for the time being. <laughs> everyone go on vacation now.
0: Yeah, Great. right. So everyone pretty much <laughs> splits apart, Uh, but of course Skeletor actually planned for this and has gathered a bunch of villains from previous episodes, that were unaffiliated up to this point to be yeah. his new council of evil so these villains are quickly uh evil seed who is the other starscream sounding guy uh <laughs> yeah. he has control over plants there's a guy named web store who appears only in a very short close-up of his face in a previous episode but he's a spider-man he traps people in webs yeah that was weird it's like has yeah, right. all these callbacks
1: and uh that dude yeah <laughs> and like, the spider-man right? it's like wait well, who is this fucking guy he looks cool why, why wasn't he in an episode Really? Yeah. Like,
0: if if only we were fans of the toy line originally then we would have yeah. been like holy shit web hell
1: yeah yeah it's like a that's like a deep cut so it's just like <laughs> yeah Whoa. sort
0: of uh so then there's count marzo who was the sorcerer from mechanex lament uh and then there are three giants who are pretty boring frankly they're just giants yeah uh, so Skeletor sends these new guys to capture and imprison the Scattered Masters of the Universe, which they accomplish quite easily. Uh, Teal and Adam are trying to rescue the Captured Masters, Teal is captured, Adam loses his sword, and then Skeletor's old minions, who are all, like, imprisoned in the Eternian Palace, uh, are saved by Cobra Khan and General Rattler, so... Something's going on there. Uh, the f- yeah. finale of those episodes is that Skeletor's forces are attacking Castle Grayskull. Cringer brings Adam without his sword to the gates so that someone can try to stop them. And basically, like Skeletor's old minions arrive, so it looks like... Adam is totally fucked, yeah, <laughs> and uh yeah, that's the episode, uh, yeah, so yep, the episode ends. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> yeah, so wait on that, I guess, uh, also, there is an episode that mentions an ancient like sorcerer slash warlord guy named Hordak, so Hordak does show up in the show eventually, uh, which is kind of interesting. I'm wondering if Shira does, I
1: really have no idea, so so let's get to some zenith and Nadirs, then, yeah, um, right, uh. Please, we what's also pick honorable episode? mentions for these episodes, you know, just uh, just because there's not really a narrative plot, so kind of have more to choose from in terms of variety. Yeah, you right, would think, right. <laughs> in theory, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so what was your favorite episode of this block? Uh, my favorite episode was the Council of Evil two-parter, part two in general, but overall, I really like both of them. Um, and so we just, this, this, of course, is like the one few, one of the few like narrative episodes. So we already described what happens. But, yeah, right, right. You know, I, I, I like this episode because it delivers like the kind of higher stakes action that you want from. Uh, you know from like a season finale yeah yeah, it's it's, it gets really hype it's just like oh shit they have a you know they have a next episode preview which they never do and they have a previously on he man well yeah like
0: everyone getting their asses kicked one after another
1: pretty much is pretty awesome and you never see it yeah (laughs) it's it's very nice to see like oh the bad guy or the good guys are like losing for once and actually in trouble for more than two seconds wow (laughs) right right he man gets taken down and is pretty much loses and is like completely bound by the these like stone these like these yeah, plant right. vines that were petrified into stone by right, magic because right. all the bad guys are teaming up which is awesome and they also they do a fun thing with that too because like he's stuck and he-man just can't break out And he's like what do i do and the sorceress comes to him and he's like well you can't, you might not be able to do it, but maybe Adam can help. And it's like, oh shit. And he just detransforms. And because his, his human form is so much shrimpier and smaller than his <laughs> beefed up form. He can just kind of slip out of the, uh, of the petrified, uh, petrified vines. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a really a, that's fun a, little touch there. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: a good scene. That's a <laughs> yeah. interesting use of, or it's like a good, a uh, good application of the logic of the yeah. magic shit in the show. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, you know, it, it's it, it is kind of fun. Like too, you know, this show has this show is very uh, episodic, but this episode kind of retroactively makes it all one thing. You know, by having all these callbacks to prior episodes, where it's like, yeah, right, you know, this yeah, is all, all the villains has happened in a time, so now you could see these these villains again. And frankly, I was getting fucking sick of of Skeletor's normal minions, like they, they just are boring to me at this point. Like, yeah, right. Uh, Evil does her thing and says a rhyme and casts a dumb spell. Yeah. Beast Man. He's dumb. angry and like... I guess controls a beast. Maybe Clawful's an idiot. Yeah. Right. Uh, Merman is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking trapjaw is an idiot like hey okay, yeah, trapjaw's not quite hell. an idiot i mean Trap a, like, idiot. a
0: couple of them are definitely characterized as just being stupid clawful's definitely the worst
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Definitely, uh, <laughs> they're all petty and shitty in the same way. Yeah, though. and right, I was getting right. really sick of it when they have these new guys come in, and you know they're not all amazing. You know the Giants are pretty generic, but yeah. the Giants they, so generic I didn't bother looking up their names. No, fuck that, <laughs> because like, they're they, just they, three they fucking are, Giants, and that's it. If if you're disappointed, we don't know that. Watch the show and. Tell me their names without like <laughs> without fucking cheating. You don't get to write it down. You don't. You you, you watch the show, wait a day, and tell me their names. You won't remember. Wait an hour.
0: Like yeah. wait, wait like ten seconds after <laughs> finishing the episode. And tell me the names of any of those giants or their characteristics beyond being yeah. giants. That's big it. And they, they're mean. nothing.
1: <laughs> they're just nothing. And they're just kind of big bullies too, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, you know so. Uh, I did really enjoy this episode and it got me very hyped and I was like excited to see the finale and then the fucking cliffhanger like god <laughs> just of course yeah yeah <laughs> and sure and like i i can kind of predict what's gonna happen you know it seems like well yeah these forces are all gonna it's gonna be a big clusterfuck and they'll start fighting each other and i don't know somehow adam will make it they, they tease also that adam reveals his secret to Tila, which would have been kind of cool if that which happened didn't but quite happen it doesn't so happen who knows, at
0: all <laughs> who knows if it
1: will in the future but <laughs> i hope so that would be nice <laughs> i'd like some development with those characters yeah well but yeah, you know, overall a, a very fun finale. Um delivered something I wanted. You know, really I wanted more action and something more in I mean, the action's fine, but I I wanted something a bit more interesting. Yeah, like plot-wise. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely uh, more of a plot-heavy kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So what was your Zenith? Uh mine was
0: episode 21, Snake Pit. This is the episode where uh, we're introduced to the Snake Men and all that, like, mythology stuff, and so there's not a whole lot to go over plot-wise, because I kind of already did, but... I like this episode a lot because, generally speaking, I like it when there are, like, rival factions of villains in shows. Yeah. Uh, That's part of the reason that I like Starscream so much as, like, an archetype, is just that there's some kind of dissension in the villains' ranks, and they're not, you know, all moving in lockstep. Mm -hmm. I always love that interplay between cartoon villains. Uh, And it seems like... Cobra Khan and Rattler and, you know, whoever else are going to kind of form their own faction of villains, probably competing with Skeletor and also against the heroes. Uh, And, you know, I like that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, this is, like, a breath of fresh air to me, like, especially because I was already sick of the villains we've been dealing with for so long, like, seeing these new characters come in who are, like, pretty badass, you got a guy with Starscream voice, I can't, I can't deny that I love that, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the ridiculous voice characters, like... Yeah,
0: the Cobra Khan's voice he, yeah. makes him cool
1: already, basically. Yeah, yeah, Uh But then
0: there's also just a lot of really, like, silly, dumb little details, like... Uh, There's this point where th- the episode begins with Cobra Khan escaping from prison, and when he escapes, there are these guards, like, scrambling to find him, and then it cuts to this, like, cute, fuzzy little koala-like creature who is, for some reason, imprisoned, <laughs> <in jail>. and... <laughs> and he just is like starts cackling and he's like you'll never catch cobra con <laughs> and there's something so funny about that like yeah. not knowing anything about that character what the fuck is he doing in presumably a high security prison if he's in there in the same cell block as cobra con yeah.
1: yeah it's like seeing like, an what ewok did he fucking like,
0: yeah exactly fuck? exactly it's amazing uh and then the ewok like gloating about how <laughs> the other villain is totally badass um so that's pretty funny uh Zodak is pretty cool in that he beats the crap out of all of skeletor's minions and skeletor yeah, very easily
1: because awesome. he's just uh, like but this also, ancient- mystic and like he just comes yeah, in with like glowing tech tattoos. armor of course yeah <laughs> because it's he-man uh
0: and also uh, Zodak's real dumb because he has a flying chair oh. and like literally
1: it's just a chair that flies yeah. around it's <laughs> like the captain's chair of like the millennium falcon or something but it just gets up and flies with like no seeming it's propulsion re-
0: yeah it's really awkward looking <laughs> it's but so uh, it's it's pretty funny Uh, so generally speaking yeah i just like this episode because it introduces some new villains that seem threatening actually like they're they're a threat on par with skeletor or quite possibly worse and there's like a mythology background stuff which i usually like too so yeah it's a fun one i enjoy this episode
1: uh what was your least favorite my least favorite episode was episode 20 buzz off's pride um I don't hate Buzzoff as a character. I think you know, he kind of has a voice that Reminds me of Tom from from Tsunami. Yeah, so, so he said and, last as I said time. last time, of course, but like he and for some reason that that endears me to him a lot. But <laughs> sure. And he's kind of a and he bee, has a cool design a cool too. Bee-man. Like he looks yeah. cool. He's a dumbass name, as we mentioned, but yeah, yeah. I also whatever. realized
0: during this episode why I hate his name so much. And like everyone in the show has a dumb name, obviously. Yeah. I mean, again, there's a guy named Clawful, but <laughs> The thing with Buzz Off is his name is like something you say to someone as an insult. Yeah, it's not even like you know, like Man at Arms is a silly name, but it's also like a title. Buzz Off just sounds like you're telling him to go away. Like that's what I hate about it. It's it's like a phrase. It's not a title. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like a character named Peace Out. Yeah, like what the yep. fuck is that?
1: <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, this episode has to deal with you guessed it, Buzzoff's pride, and like, well, you, yeah, the hey, title know says the, it all. You know, I know what the PSA is going to be about. Pride, I guess. Like, <laughs> yep, fucking, and it's like the most predictable and childish plot. Immediately, like, Buzzoff, Buzzoff, like, is going to go get some amazing giant fruit from like some town that has a magical stone that makes all their fruit grow giant and he's getting it yeah. for his queen and he gets like stopped by these big giants the three giants we met earlier Yeah, this is this, this is, is what, their, well their this is their introduction, yeah. yeah. And uh you know, they're just kind of mean and shitty. <laughs> they they do flick him at one point and he goes flying for so long and through so many trees. It's honestly <laughs> hilarious <laughs> how much shit he smashes through. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like it, it, he gets up but he can't fight him off and Arco tells him to stand down you know and, and then he's like all mad and he's like don't you tell anyone that we I met those guys before you know because i I'm gonna fight him and it, it, it just leads to you know it becomes a bigger issue and the masters have to come out and he he goes with them and plays along like he never met them before and it's like all right I'm gonna take these guys out and it's just like so childish like this this like a character who seems to have it all together as it is like is is just like so bent out of shape by these guys? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a Vegeta
0: syndrome sort of thing at this
1: point. It is, where but it's the guy like, like doesn't strike me as Vegeta at all. You know, like the character yeah, just doesn't seem true. right for him. Like he just yeah, seems that's like a true. Cool, cool cucumber of
0: a character. Like he's not gonna. It, it does him. kind of come out of nowhere for yeah. him. But then again, I <laughs> would I would argue that few of these characters have much characterization. Which is, yeah. I gotta say pretty damning when I'm comparing that to the characterization
1: of fucking Vegeta. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, you know what? And I was also annoyed because, like, he, he eventually learns that he's made a mistake and, like, some the village gets kind of destroyed because he was so distracted and he, he's yeah, like, Oh, right. I learned my lesson. And then it immediately goes to face them again. And now is like completely desensitized to their insults. And they're like, you know, they're trying to lure him into getting angry. And, you know, I, I, I realized it was like, I don't know what I want from this. Like, do I want a training montage where characters insult him <laughs> and he has to just like <laughs> practice standing up for himself or yeah, practice right, like not, right. not falling for the taunt? And yeah, realizes, that sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that would be completely ridiculous, but yeah. it'd be pretty funny at least. Right, right. But instead, it's just kind of like, no, he's learned his lesson, so now he's completely fine and it doesn't bother him at all. And, you know, they, they do have a little bit in the end where he's like flying around fighting in their uh, giant person cabin, which is always, yeah, right, it's right. always good fun having that huge size difference thing
0: yeah yeah that's a that's a pretty fun scene it is also really weird that like he steals the the jewel back from them and flies back to the village and they're not like defeated (laughs) or anything they're just still at home they could easily go back to the
1: village and steal it again but they just don't like that's the end of the episode (laughs) yeah the episode ends with him like flying off and they're just like shaking their fists at him (laughs) yeah it's it's
0: really strange i I don't know like
1: take it back again i don't know what i expected but
0: it's funny that they literally are not defeated or even hindered he just yeah. took their thing they could that e- they've already stolen once there should not really it puts be it back much where of a they problem. stole it
1: from <laughs> yeah right like there's no more security or anything yeah. uh so you know <laughs> yeah. it's not a terrible episode it's just kind of mediocre it's just like yeah all right yeah
0: oh and also i'll this is a stupid point, but during the PSA, there is a point where a kid it, it begin it begins with that. a kid saying to He Man like He Man, you're my hero, and then He Man doesn't acknowledge him at all. Just starts talking straight yeah. to the camera, and yeah. it's really funny because it seems like <laughs> He Man's completely ignoring this fucking kid. I don't know. I love yeah. It. Shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> it's
1: just like it just like completely ignores him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Doesn't even nod at him. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just starts talking to us. Uh,
0: yeah. So, my least favorite was uh, episode 23 The Sweet Smell of Victory. Oh, now, yeah. this episode hilariously features the koala guy who was in the palace jail uh, in my previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, th- he is some like Skeletor fanboy uh, named oedipus and he weird choice by the way to he, name him that. yeah quite a weird some, choice something's
1: very similar to oedipus really
0: yeah which has some serious connotations
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> but whatever so his name's oedipus he's a skeletor fanboy he uh sneaks into snake mountain and apparently triclops is working on some kind of something uh oedipus ends up destroying it and mutates into this like kind of skunk man <laughs> uh who is extremely smelly
1: yeah so he, he has a little he, face mask he's like a ripped skunk he, he looks like a he looks like a ripped furby <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah 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 Lauren for sure that, that watch it's just like oh my god like it really does yeah no
0: he, he looks like you put a furby head on top of like arnold schwarzenegger and then <laughs> it's somehow melded into itself like that's yes that's pretty much what he looks like so he like you know whatever he smells really bad and no one can stand it and skeletor is like huh fucking get out of here you smell terrible uh and then (laughs) skeletor who clearly doesn't have a nose (laughs) yeah skeletor who is a skull-faced man can still smell apparently uh but you know he can still talk also which doesn't make any sense either so whatever (laughs) and he can still drink like you know yeah there's plenty of things that you just kind of have to accept when your fucking head's a skull (laughs) i I feel like but anyway uh so this this fucking guy Otopus smells really bad and causes a stampede that you know almost destroys the palace or whatever and uh meanwhile during all of this there's a new master of the universe named roboto who you might guess is a robot uh and he had a previous focus episode where like he was a chess playing robot and then he Built himself into a warrior robot and so he's like analytical but also has tons of guns and shit (laughs) yeah um (laughs) kind of looks like optimus prime yeah a little bit uh he's cool i guess but anyway roboto is feeling sad because he made some tactical errors so it's kind of like that one episode of star trek the next generation where (laughs) data plays a board game against some guy and loses and then he's like (laughs) lost all his confidence because he's always perfect uh it's pretty much the same thing but In this case, uh, Roboto determines the perfect strategy to fight against this new, extremely smelly bad guy. And that strategy is He-Man going to fight him and then taking off his mask so that he can smell himself, which is awful. And uh, then he throws Oedipus into the sky, into Skeletors approaching other forces and they all have to retreat because it smells so bad.
1: Yeah. No. And, and like that is the the turning point of his of his character, or just like, or his his arc of the episode is like, oh yeah, like you know what? I, ca- I can be confident. I have to step up and help. You know, like yeah, I And I, I came up with
0: this strategy.
1: Yeah. I came up with this brilliant strategy. It, it, like, every time he comes up with a strategy, too, it's just like I call it the Roboto maneuver, <laughs> some bullshit <laughs> like that. And it's just like. <laughs> and that's your strategy. It's like throw one bad guy into another. <laughs> right, right. And and
0: here's my problem with this episode is that part way through I was like, oh, of course, fucking Roboto's gonna have to defeat Oedipus because he's a robot. He can't smell anything. Right. So Oedipus's power is useless. Nope, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> he doesn't. He isn't involved in the fight at all. He just comes up with again the yeah. strategy. Of throwing Oedipus at Skeletor's guys and you know to be fair I think the strategy is that Oedipus can't stand his own smell but w- whatever like it it still seems like a real missed opportunity yeah to have Roboto actually prove himself instead of just being like here's a plan
1: that you can enact he-man <laughs> and uh and, and it's just yeah it's ridiculous like Like, you know, there have been moments where we we were both like, oh, we can basically predict the ending of this episode. Okay, whatever. And and we predicted a kind of trite ending, you know, it's like, or whatever. I don't know. It's just like... Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, for me, being able to see where an episode
0: is going is not necessarily... Like, for a show like this, that isn't the kind of thing that I think, like, oh, this is trite and shitty. It's just like, okay, yeah, I can see where this is going because... This is a fairly formulaic show, and like it's also for kids,
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of how it's supposed to work. That stuff still kind of bothers me, though. Like when I start seeing, like when I start seeing where it's going, because you know, pre- previous season we it would escalate and like get crazy, like oh you know like it exceeded my expectations and predictions before yeah, where the dragon fair, episode where they had a dragon war at the end like that, that awesome. is true
0: although to be fair most of the time when we predict where a thing is going it does not
1: actually happen how we well, predict so it that's, which is that's, weird that's the thing with this one though it's like that prediction i thought it was like okay whatever it's probably going to be yeah, like that, that works huh? and, then, and then and then it's, it's something not, and it's way somehow, less interesting it's worse yeah it's like yeah <laughs> like
0: it's it, yeah, it's not the thing that makes consistent logical sense. Right. It's just like, no, He-Man beats him. Uh, so whatever. Yeah. yeah, that that's really the reason that I said this is my least favorite episode. Now, you may, if you're a He-Man fanatic, a real He-Fan... Uh, <sighs> You might realize that Oedipus sounds very familiar, like a character named Stinkor. And yes, at the at the end of the episode, he does call himself Stinkor and he has a new costume. And also, there's a fart joke and
1: Skeletor laughs like crazy.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just Skeletor laughing because, like, oh, I have a new minion. But it really seems like he's just chuckling at the <laughs> fart joke, like, which is kind a, of funny. A full evil
1: villain laugh at a fart joke, which is great. Yeah, right.
0: I don't know. There's something really hilarious about the juxtaposition there, but whatever. So Stinkor is now a character, and Stinkor is interesting because I, I did some research on this episode, namely trying to figure out how to spell Oedipus, because oh, yeah. you know, how the fuck do you spell that? uh and i discovered that stinkor was never animated before this point uh he was a he was an action figure because that's how this worked obviously right. they made action figures and then we're like here's this character here's their pitch write it into an episode uh he was a repaint of the merman figure with mechanex chest harness so he's just like a cobbled together <laughs> piece of shit, yeah. Uh, and he was laughed out of the Shira writers room as being a walking fart joke. Like they were like, we are not writing this stupid character into any episode. So it's funny that they brought him back here. Yeah. But more importantly, apparently the Stinkor figure's plastic was mixed with patchouli oil. So the toy itself smelled terrible. Oh, my God. And still does, supposedly. Like, if you have an original stink or it still smells like fucking patchouli oil because it's mixed straight into the plastic, That's which is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I love that. And it's kind of funny to bring him back here. Like, I almost feel like it's in tribute to the fact that. Yeah. Somehow, the the action figure still smells terrible. Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's long-lasting, just like his character.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, It's also pretty funny that Skeletor seems to like Stinkor quite a bit, as opposed to <laughs> all of his other minions yeah. who he makes do shitty work. Yeah. And Stinkor can just kind of hang out. Even though he fucking reeks.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I don't know. I, I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's great. Uh,
1: what was your honorable mention, Peter? My honorable mention was episode... 15 the mystery of on gar uh i thought this was kind of a fun episode because it it takes things into a different kind of backdrop there's there's more of a variety of uh environments they like go out to this on this big journey to this kind of eastern almost pacific kind of isle, and um you know find all these mystic ruins it's very kind of eastern inspired to you know well, pagodas yeah, it's very and japanese
0: stuff. inspired clearly
1: yeah, well, and and, and other uh, like kind of Indian kind of things too. I feel like uh, are in there, but he, uh, but also then it's just a pagoda and it's like okay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, and they are like big statues of dudes in samurai helmets and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? And th- this episode's fun because it's like. Uh, they go, you know, it's the classic fucking plot of every one of these where it's like, there's a mystical artifact. We can't let Skeletor get his hands on it. Let's get to it first. So, Man in Arms and He Man go travel this island to get these legacy stones and they have to fight these like giant stone golems and stuff. Uh, they meet this new dude named Cyclone who's like, uh, he kind of looks like a robot and he like has the power yeah, of his like a Cyborg. Wind. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he's the defender of the legacy stones. So they kind of duke it out, but then Skeletor steals the stones and uses them to gain power. And the way they gain power oh, is like, man, they gain this crazy samurai armor. Skeletor's, which looks kind of cool, and He-Man's, which looks really fucking dumb. And yeah. they, it's very and, much an action figure expansion absolutely. pack kind of thing. Expansion to the point where they both have like weird leg extenders, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> really yeah, bizarre the, yeah the boots have like the feet suspended below the boots on little like springs yeah, basically like <laughs> springy shoes i guess <laughs> looks but they
1: extremely look... goofy yeah and and they start to have a very anime inspired battle i would say a very dbz inspired battle which I, I think it's is like a deliberate reference because like Possibly. they start fighting there's like Anime speed lines and stuff, which they never have. Before they never really have, not in like not as like blatant at least. Uh, between like Skeletor and He Man, and like shows their characters and it shows like their characters' faces. The clash, you know, and it kind of cuts away. And uh, they, you know they, they have like the ridiculous DBZ physics in their fight that like are way over the top like because they're so overpowered now skeletor punches he-man and he-man flies into the earth and then flies through the earth into like the molten core <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into yeah there's like a magma cave or yeah, some and he, shit like, bursts out of the earth in a volcano of magma as he flies yeah. up to attack skeletor <laughs> and it's just like this is fucking insane <laughs> It's one of those moments, like, yeah, this is the kind of escalation that I really like from this show, where it's just yeah, it's like, sure, fuck sure. it, let's just go wild with this one. uh Eventually, like, He-Man and Skeletor re- realize that like they will never defeat each other because they're both invincible with this armor, <laughs> yeah, right? And so He-Man does this like mind game with him, where he takes off the armor that makes him invincible even though I guess He-Man's already kind of invincible, but whatever. it's it's not. Theoretically, he can be defeated. Yeah, that's true. And so, but he takes off the armor and tricks Skeletor into like, oh, fuck you, you idiot. And he like reaches in and tries to attack and like lets his guard down in a second and He-Man's able to punch off like the helmet. And uh, Yeah, he just pulls the helmet (laughs) off and
0: so Skeletor loses the armor
1: too. So in the end, Skeletor gets beaten and then like they talk to Cyclone and He-Man's like, Oh, you know what? Those stones are very powerful, huh? And it's like, yes, I have to protect these stones in my life. All and he's right. like, oh, yeah. And He Man just grabs them and destroys them. And Cy- Cyclone's like, no. <laughs> like It seems like He Man's just destroying a precious cultural artifact that this guy's entire life has been about protecting. Yeah. He just right. crushes well, it. And he's just like, oh, well, well, makes
0: people invincible. Yeah. Like, what
1: are you going to do? That's true. And so he's like, well, now you can work with me. And Cyclone's like, Great, now I'm your friend. Like, okay, yep. yep. <laughs> so I close now. They're buddy. Yeah, but I just thought, you know, that was a fun episode. It, it didn't quite have like the Samurai Jack level of homage, where it's like a different art style or something, or you know, they really try to change things up. But I, I, I did feel feel that there was uh, some some anime love in that.
0: Yeah, I like this episode quite a bit too. I will say that. This one, and a few of the ones that start off this block of episodes, actually just reminded me of Samurai Jack in general. Mm, yeah. Because they're very much the same basic plot structure of Samurai Jack, which is, here's this thing that you can use or the bad guy can use. Go get it. Yeah. Like that is pretty much this, and then there's like more of an adventure aspect to this episode because they're going through a place that they're not familiar with and stuff. I don't know. I I liked that aspect of this one quite a bit. Yeah, actually, uh, my honorable mention is an episode called "The Island." The plot of this is that uh, Man at Arms's old mentor Decker is <laughs> living on this island, and Man at Arms is going to visit him, of course, accompanied by Attila and Adam, and. Unfortunately for them, uh, surrounding this island are a bunch of lobster people who are like clawfuls, you know, species or whatever. And one of these lobster people overhears Decker talking to another man who's fishing with him and saying that he trained man-at-arms and that man-at-arms is coming to visit. So clawfuls cousin yeah. uh, proceeds to transmit this information via claw
1: clicks all the way to snake it's just ridiculous he's just like this sounds like something my cousin's boss should be into (laughs) like what
0: (laughs) yeah right so so first of all the reason i like this episode honestly is just because the crap monsters have surprisingly normal voices and their dialogue just does not make them sound like monsters like something about referring to clawful as your cousin there's something too real and normal about that yeah and they look like Meyer lurks. like they're so inhuman looking that it's hilarious to think that they have cousins and also their voices are just extremely normal like Ooh, this one guy like kind of sounds like barney from the simpsons a little bit i don't like... know like i can't quite place it but yeah he has a it's like a goofy voice but it still sounds too human coming out of yeah. this thing
1: it's, it's a so, really good
0: voice <laughs> right so That's really why I like it. The basic plot of the episode is that, you know, uh, everyone gets captured and He Man has to save them, but also Man at Arms is annoyed with Tila because she never listens to any of his lessons. And then there's like some parallels between how. Uh, Man at Arms never listened to Decker's lessons, and basically it ends with Man at Arms getting poisoned by some humongous jellyfish monsters, oh, which yeah. are pretty awesome. I forgot those just came in; those are actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh and then you know Tila has to know how to you know get anti venom or whatever the fuck and saves Man at Arms. So yeah, it, it's a pretty straightforward episode, but the the real crown jewel for this episode for me is the fact that at the very end it cuts to a shot of skeletor and clawful <laughs> just standing on this tiny rocky island getting splashed with waves And apparently, they're waiting for Clawful's cousins, I guess, to bring them man at arms. Yeah. But they have no way of communicating with Clawful's cousins because, as it's established earlier in the episode, Clawful is too stupid to recognize his own, like, species form of communication. Oh, yeah. Like, he can't read their, (laughs) you know, letters or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So. It's just him and Skeletor on this island, and presumably they've been there, like, all day, just getting splashed with waves. And, I don't know, there's something really hilarious about that to me, because Skeletor looks very miserable and
1: annoyed to be there. Wet, angry
0: Skeletor. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, there's just like, how long have they fucking been there, and how long are they going to be there (laughs) before Skeletor's family, like, this didn't fucking work, we're leaving. Yeah. (laughs) yeah is great. Uh, i don't know there's something funny about that like generally any time that skeletor gets humanized in any way i
1: really <laughs> like it yeah yeah that's always a good time
0: <laughs> yeah so th- that's pretty much it uh let's get to the break when we get back we'll talk about what we thought about this show overall uh and then give a recommendation talk about the bet and what's coming up next
1: Roboto. Excellent strategy. Thank you. I call it the Roboto Gambit.
0: He-Man will return in a moment. Hey there, everyone. This is Michael coming in during the break to give you some information you may or may not already know. Uh, if you do, I'm going to repeat it anyway. Sorry. Our opening and closing music is, as always, Vapor Diving. The music for the bumpers is Monkeys. Both of these tracks are by Anitek. That is A-N-I-T-E-K. You can find more of their music on SoundCloud. Rights were secured through Jamendo. Our next full episode will release April 8th. And tune in next week for Shira Princesses of Power. As always, you can submit a topic or show suggestion for our minisodes via DM on Facebook.com/slash HPPod, Twitter at HPPod, or you can email us at hyperspace at gmail.com.
1: Man at arms, coming here? My cousin Clawful's boss would be mighty interested in that information.
0: And now, back to He Man. And we are back, Peter. What did you think about this block of
1: episodes? you know this is a pretty good pretty good block of episodes. It's kind of on it's it's like uh, it, the show's decent for what it is you know for for what mm-hmm. we've watched and it and what it is is a loving remake of an eighties toy commercial series basically yeah yeah and uh but but it's fun it's fun see- seeing them like to <laughs> have to deal seriously with some of these ridiculous characters that are like clearly made for like fun toys like yeah a guy whose neck extends that's kind of cool yeah sure I-, I want that action figure and like i guess i have to build a <laughs> build a plot around this asshole <laughs> yeah and make him seem interesting yeah. at all <laughs> now at this point I think it started to wear on me a little bit now that we're 26 episodes deep in this show or it's just like some of those episodes, just like the plot lines are very predictable. And, and yes, I know we talked about that. It's a kid's show, but like sometimes I just want something different. Like, you know, when, when the good guys are like the good guys win so much in this show, like it's not, it's not like expect the bad guys to win. But like it, it, it's almost it's never a question. It's never like, oh man, Skelter almost had him there, except for the one moment at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. But it, because of that, it, it kind of got boring for me. Well, and
0: the thing is, the thing is too, like many of these episodes start. With a mini skirmish between He-Man and Skeletor's forces, yeah, with yeah. them getting beaten, and then end with the same thing. So <laughs> yeah. it's not even they're getting beaten once an episode. Like, at this point, it is about twice an episode, at
1: least, that they're just getting their asses handed to them. It's making me them. feel bad for them. It's like, I, I kind of want to see sure. them Like, I want to see them win, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, you know, the and his underlings, like I said, they're just kind of getting annoying and predictable as well. Like their dialogue and their, their quips and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I know what you do. <laughs> in away. general, the
0: quips in the show are pretty weak. There <laughs> are not weak. a lot of good quips. There are a lot of He-Man just saying something that like kind of sounds like it might be a phrase, but isn't quite. And it
1: just comes off as odd. The, the level of quip is some some evil guy says, I'm going to do something evil. And He-Man says, not if I can help it that's right it's pretty much that not (laughs) it's like nothing (laughs) yeah it's it's really something with that but you know it's it's a ridiculous show and like the the art style and like character design and stuff they they do some fun stuff with it i guess but i was getting a bit tired of it towards the end
0: sure uh i feel like this is pretty much on par with the first half to be honest like yeah it, it doesn't strike me as distinctly different there's just more of it I will say that it is very clear that the franchising element is starting to kick in even more so than it was before. Yeah. There are seven new characters introduced <laughs> yeah. in these 12 episodes, which is basically, eh, it's not quite doubling the cast size, but it's adding like another third to it basically. Yeah.
1: Both heroes uh, and which villains. Is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is quite a bit. Um, But you know, uh, it's, it's interesting enough and I yeah I I can't say that my opinion has changed too much from the last block that we watched. Uh, there's a lot of appreciation for these characters and the world. It's it's ultimately a silly toy commercial, but it's clearly made with some affection, so I can't really hate it. Uh, but also, you know, it's it's fine, it's fine. Uh, so let's move on to our recommendation uh, for season one of He Man and the Masters of the Universe. What do you think, Peter? Is this a visit, revisit, or best left in the past?
1: Uh, You know, it's a revisit. I revisited it. You know, I, I remember seeing this show as a kid oh, yeah. for like, you know, a little bit and thinking, hey, this is kind of cool. Um, Yeah, I, f- I feel like I might have been a little too old for it or maybe I I thought it was childish, but it still liked it, you know, <laughs> because sure. cause I was a very, you know, as I've mentioned before, a cartoon snob. Uh, yeah right, in my right. Youth. this is <laughs> sure and, and you know I, I've seen DBZ this is under this is beneath yeah these guys
0: just... actually killing each other yeah. bullshit yeah, what exactly. a piece of garbage
1: the PSAs at the end what the fuck but like <laughs> eh, it's actually kind of cool they they, <laughs> they they do a lot of fighting I don't know <laughs> yeah so you know I'd say give it a revisit if you've if you've seen it before heard of it familiar with the franchise and like you want to see yeah, some other yeah permutation but otherwise I, I can't quite say like anyone really needs to seek this out no i i would generally agree i think this is a very solid revisit i would
0: say that if you're familiar with he-man particularly like the 80s show that this might be worth checking out just to see a very yeah. different take on it yeah that's still very faithful to the original but like feels more serious and just generally better more explosions um, and flips <laughs> Yeah, well, and also just action that works and, like, yeah. characterization that's there at all instead <laughs> of true. not being there at all. Like, th- this this show has an obvious, distinct leg up on the original series, which yeah. isn't saying a ton because the original series is pretty shitty. But I, I thought the show was fine. I'm not upset that I watched it, but yeah. it's also not the kind of thing that I'm going to, like, rewatch a year from now. It's It's okay. It has some gems and it has some fun moments, but... Overall, yeah, it's a revisit.
1: I feel like it's a it's thing like, that... It's like, it's like uh, I don't know, like Real Adventures of Johnny Quest tier. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I generally agree with that. It's it's a loving homage, or really not homage, but it's a loving remake yeah. of a thing that is clearly done with a lot of appreciation for the source material. And so I appreciate that, but also it's not the kind of thing that personally appeals to me all that much so, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I'd give it a revisit as well. Season
1: one, at least. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe
0: season two will blow my fucking mind, <laughs> which it probably won't.
1: Let's move on uh, to the bet, then. Uh, so Our bet was how many times are they going to flip in one episode? And, yeah, and there were a lot of flips uh, in
0: two specific ones this yeah this
1: fucked me over because like i was like oh three and doug's like five and i'm like "Nah, not yeah five. I, I believe there was one with 11 flips 12 yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
0: there's, there's a point where i mean basically i knew that if there was an episode that heavily featured tila yep. then the flips would start coming Tila's... in because she flips all over the place <laughs> there's one scene where she literally flips like three feet from where she's standing over two man-at-arms to like talk to him no point <laughs> there's no action
1: going on there's yeah. just
0: nothing she just flips for no reason he man does like a triple uh, so, yeah. flip
1: in one of the episodes and it's like Fuck, that's three <laughs> like what the fuck yeah no they, they they flip a lot in this show and it was a tease uh, too because so, like the first like ma- majority of episodes it was like oh there's three or four so yeah it's like, right oh, I guess right it was win. it was very even in the yeah. beginning
0: and then near the end it just went off the fucking rails yeah, yeah. uh so so yes i won uh i think we're going to be watching next is batman beyond all right yeah uh just because i really I actually love Batman Beyond. Like, it's a really well-done show. And, you know, blah, 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 DCAU shit. We'll talk about it. Sure. Uh, But next week, we are going to be finishing off our He-Man block, basically, by uh, watching some episodes of the new Netflix She-Ra Princesses of Power, uh, a show that I enjoyed quite a bit when I watched it. Although, I'll admit, I've seen about half of the first season. Uh, But, you know, it's it's similar in the vein that it's a loving remake of an old show. And, you know, obviously it's connected to He-Man distinctly. Uh, But I think that it does a better job than this show does generally. But of course, it was also made much more recently. So like, you know, apples and oranges to an extent. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it because I like it quite a bit. And I think you might also enjoy it or maybe you'll hate it. I don't know. (laughs) It looks neat we'll see what happens but that'll be next week uh the week after that we will be starting batman beyond and until then i'm michael doke and i'm peter eby and be sure to revisit us next week thank you so much for listening Uh, it feels a little weird to say this, given that we're just two doofuses with a podcast about 20-year-old TV shows, but I hope all you listeners are staying safe in this current, uh, coronavirus situation. Remember to wash your hands as much as possible and, I don't know, socially isolate. Maybe listen to all of our episodes again. Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, (laughs) start, start about a year in is my suggestion. Uh... At any rate, if you want more of our content, you can follow us at facebook.com slash hbpod and Twitter at hbpod, where we post all of our episodes as well as additional content related to what we've been watching. This is also a great way to get in contact with us if you're so inclined. Of course, subscribing on Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, podcatcher app you happen to use is a great way to stay up to date. And while you're there, consider leaving us a review. Again, stay safe. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for Shira Princesses of Power.